Hello, I'm Hal Lublin. And I'm Mark Gagliardi. Since the dawn of humanity, one issue has gone unsettled. With the fate of the world in the balance, we're here to settle once and for all. Best pen. Nib fight. That's right. Don't worry, everyone. We got this. Podcast should have a theme song. Podcast should not have a theme song. Yes, they should. No, they shouldn't. They sound good. Yeah, but people are just going to skip past it. Hmm. You know what? You're right. We got this. What? Nib fight. Nib fight? Yeah. What does that mean? Well, the, the nib, the end of a pen. That's what we're discussing today, isn't it? Is that called the nib? And just the nib that we, we need to talk about with the pen. Wait a minute. I've never heard the end of a pen called a nib before. Is this real or did you make the this tip? Up? Like is the something? tip of a pen? Is no, I know what you nib. mean. Yeah. Right with the nib. That's not. Did you make that up or did, where's that from? This is what happens when we don't have Kate McManus give us a research packet for the episode. Hal doesn't know the parts of a pen. You're making that up, though. I'm not making. Why would I make up nib? Okay, Just look, to see if, how I would react. Oh, if you were going to make up the name for the tip of a pen, what would you call it? The the ink, the inkerator. The inkerator. It would be the inkerator. Yeah. Isn't that good. No. The uh the the uh the spout. The spout. Now the spout. I'm down for. Derator. No. <sighs> Just you don't have to add aider to the end of everything. If you want to make it sound like it's of the industrial age, that we're moving fast to technology. <laughs> or of the trapper keeper of a middle schooler who was coming up with cool inventions in 1987. Look, don't tell me I didn't come up with a Game Boy before Nintendo did. <laughs> I called it the Gamerator, and it would have been huge. But somebody took my notebook erator and threw it in the trash erator. Oh. And now all those ideas are gone to time. Oh, I'm sorry, buddy. Oh, and all those great ideas that you had that, like, did you also have, what if cars could fly in there? Yeah. And then the second somebody invents a car that flies. I, You know what? I used to think as a kid that if you wrote down all of these things, then they were your idea. So like, sure. hey, video games that you can carry around. And I was like, this is going to make me millions of dollars because I'm just going to sue people when I grow up who actually invent these things. That's a living. You'll be a rainmaker. <laughs> Turns out that is a real job, by the way. Did you know this? Being a rainmaker? No, being a patent idea poacher. There are people who just sit around, come up with ideas, do not figure out how to do them, uh -huh. and then just patent the idea and then sue whoever makes the thing. It was one of these NPR stories I heard years ago. There are warehouses of just empty rooms because... They don't, they have to have a physical building address in order to be a corporation to sue people. Can you make money doing that? Yeah. That's the only reason they exist is to, there, what, there's a word for them. I think it's like patent poachers or something like that. Sure. Patent yeah. poacherators. I, <laughs> I knew that was coming. Yeah. I made it. I, I invented that. I'm actually suing them for suing everybody else because I patented the idea of suing people for patents. You know what? Good call. Patents. Thank you. <laughs> That was the one idea I kept. I All had the right, cocktail I, napkin framed. I'm going to take this pill now. Please don't. Here, yeah. folks, it's been a couple weeks since we put out the episode with Travis, but mm -hmm. in reality, we're recording this episode three days later. And Mark, you went and bought a pack of the of the grow dinosaurs, and you're threatening to put one. Of, I actually, yeah, they're right, not to be dinosaurs. Honest, These are actually they're sea creatures. Okay, sea animal shapes. 
So this yeah, just, it's just a little piece of styrofoam shaped like a sea animal that's been squeezed into a gelatin capsule. And I'm going to take this pill right now. I'm not going to swallow it. But some of them are styrofoam. Some of them are like a weird, like the same, like gack. They're like a gack consistency. Do you Ooh, know which one you have? I think I have the foam expanding. Uh, it's, it's a soft expanding foam. Which Does it is, say non-toxic? I describe my stomach during the <laughs> pandemic. Just soft expanding foam. Yeah. All right. I'm going to put this. So I have this little no, wait, green I, capsule. Hold on. Before what? you do, does it say non-toxic anywhere on that packet? I mean, it says choking hazard. So I assume if it doesn't say, if it doesn't mention toxicity, then it's not toxic. toxic, Right? All right. I'm going for it. Oh, good Lord. You just did it. Mm -hmm. Oh, what are you drinking? Is that like white wine? Do you have a white claw? (laughs) No, I have club soda with bitters. Okay, great. This is gonna for the person who held the Doritos episode back for a year. You have Mm -hmm. a dinosaur growing in your mouth or a sea creature. Sorry. Yeah, but I'm not chewing it. That's the difference. You're just going to let it grow. It's just like, I'm just going to let it sit in the side of my mouth while we talk. And then eventually I'm going to be like, ooh, and then a sea creature is going to pop out of my mouth. It's already happening, isn't it? It already sounds different. Well, you sound sounds like Brando in The a, Godfather. That's the thing. That's the gel. That's what Marlon Brando did. Is, look, the, you know, I, I, I never wanted this for you. Governor Corleone, Senator Corleone. Hang on a second. There's a there's a seahorse coming out of my mouth right now. Can we call cut? Can we yell cut? There's a seahorse coming uh, out of my mouth. Watching you poison yourself over Zoom is the horror movie that gets written and <laughs> is not a great idea, but then gets made because <laughs> somebody famous decides to be in it. Right, and because it's about Zoom and they're making it now. It's about Zoom. This is the Zoom horror of 2021. Mm. He decided to make a sea creature come out of his mouth after a podcast recording. But yeah. then it all went wrong. Just, just my gelatin here. Yes, nine one one. I'd like to report. in my mouth. Yes, my friend put one of those sea creature. Well, they're, they're normally the dinosaurs. He put one of the capsules in his mouth. Yeah, call us you when know, it's a dinosaur one. Yeah, he voluntarily did it. <laughs> He's, I think it's white wine. Oh, he deserves it. Okay, well, we'll just keep recording. <laughs> so we're here to talk about pens, Mark. We are. Let's talk about pens. This is suggested by the person who knows you better than you, which is Kristen Kelly. Kristen Kelly, who's been knocking it out of the park with the uh, putt-putt course based on our episodes online. Are you stalking the Facebook group? No, no, no. This is on Twitter. Oh, it's on Twitter as well. Yeah. Oh, that's right. There's a Facebook group? Never mind. I don't want to get you all (laughs) wrapped up in that. She wants to know the best type of pen. Yeah. What's your knee-jerk reaction when you think about pens? What do you reach for first in that pen cup? I like a pen with a little substance to it. I like to have to click it to activate. I don't like a cap. Ooh. So are we, I guess that begs the question, are we building the perfect pen right now? Or are we talking simply about the differences between like a rollerball and a ballpoint? And yes. So we're, we're doing the whole thing. I think we're doing the sort of like when we did uh, holiday lights and it was, do they blink or are they solid? Yeah. You're going to see creature in your mouth now. You dope. What happened to you? (laughs) The sea creature is coming to life. It's coming out. Yeah. Drink more liquid. That'll help. Mm -hmm. It's starting to come. (laughs) Oh, wait, by the way, is that Drano? It's not white wine. Just want to see what happens there. It's not. Why why would I have an ice cube in white wine? Come on. I don't know. Well, like people don't do that. Some people do. I don't. Some people do. What is that? Ginger ale? 
No, I told you it's club soda with bitters. Oh, oh sorry, club soda with bitters. Mm-hmm. Was it is a club soda with bitters? <laughs> club, look, it's getting harder to talk as a. I can't wait for the Kraken to emerge and become our third co-host. That's not a real sea animal. Oh, stop it. All right. We have a lot of different types of pens. I think we should talk about, so we were doing holiday lights. It was, should it blink or should it be stable light? Should mm-hmm. it be multicolored? Should it be solid white? So I think we can approach it the same way. What is the best type of pen? And I think within that, so say the answer is ball point or rollerball. Mm-hmm. Well, rollerball, I think is just Two different things. Rollerballs, just the one. Is just that like the clicky pens? Those aren't rollerball. Uh, no, you couldn't pens. do a you couldn't do a clicky. So yeah, got the different. There's different kinds of ink and different kinds of like the actual pen itself. Hold on, wait, hold on. I got. Ew. Let me see. What, what is creature it? do I have? It's a shark. Ew. Oh, I got a mouth shark. Awesome. Okay, we can do the episode now. <laughs> can we? <laughs> All right. So you've got. Do you want the quick history? I did find some quick, fun history. Sure. Is anything going to top what happened? Me making a... <laughs> Ken is Ken is writing in our chat right now, and he has all caps written, do all the pills. And I like to think that that's what has gotten so many of our great artists. It wasn't <laughs> drug addiction. It yeah. was just, look, she ate a mouthful of those uh, sponge animal pills, and her mouth got attacked by sea creatures. Yeah, did Ken ever show you that picture of him with Jimi Hendrix? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was the enabler back in the day for everyone. That's right. All giving him to Marilyn, giving him to Jimmy. So tell me about the history of pens. Go ahead. I'm going to go through this just because I think it is uh, it is a fascinating story. Sure. Pens uh, began in ancient Egypt, and back then they would just use a reed. You need So what you need to make a pen is you need something hollow to put ink in, and a way to run that ink out the tip so that it flows in a writing form. Began in ancient Egypt with reeds. They would just cut reeds, and that was what they used for pens until 600 A.D. in the year 600. So the 7th century through the 19th century, it was uh, feathers, specifically swans, turkeys, and geese. Mm-hmm. Again, it is a hollow channel that would get filled with ink, and then the end would be carved with a pen knife, uh, hence the name pen knife, mm-hmm. and sharpened to a nib. Later on, nibs were actually invented to be placed on those. It's a made up word. That's made up. Nib uh, made I'm up. sorry. Uh, would you, what did you call it? A writerator? Inkerator? Inkerator. So, uh, inkerators were, inkerators actually go back as far as ancient times. They would make inkerators, but they were invented later on after the quill pen in the 19th century as the end of a steel point pen, which was, came around in 1822. This was a pen that wasn't a feather that had a metal nib that you still would dip in ink. And it wasn't until 1827, five years later, the fountain pen was invented, which made the pen portable, which yeah, well, the idea. A what drinks up the, the yeah. ink. The idea of a pen becoming portable feels like it was a huge moment. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, after that, 1888 was the first time the ballpoint pen was tried. Did not become popular until the 1930s when a Hungarian living in Argentina realized that the thing he needed to do was make the ink thicker and put the little ball in the end. And now you had a pen that could write on any surface, not just on paper. So that was the huge move there. And then, you know, things have changed around since then. It's sort of 
gotten tweaked, but the, that was the last major innovation. 1980 in Japan, they invented the gel pen, the rollerball, which uses a gel inside as opposed to that thick ballpoint ink. Yeah. So these are the things I think that we're talking about as far as pens that are in use now. A fountain pen, if you're fancy or giving it to someone for a gift, ballpoint pens with that thick ink being the most cheap everywhere pen and um, the gel pens being similar to a ballpoint, but has a different kind of ink inside. So these are the different elements of the pen itself. Where do you want to start in our Hal and Mark's pen factory crafting ourselves the perfect pen? Well, I want to start with a question. I feel (laughs) you are. (laughs) What did the sea creature taste like? (laughs) Did it have a flavor or was it just like you had a sponge in your mouth? You know what? Uh, Have you ever bitten to a fish oil pill? No. Yeah, it's like biting into a fish oil pill. Oh, that sounds terrible. Yeah, it's disgusting. It tastes like it's super fishy. But this one, this one is less fishy because it might be the whale, so it might be a little more mammaly. You know, when food just kind of tastes mammaly. Sure. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. All the time. Mm -hmm. I, I know that better than anybody. Yeah. Have you ever been given a fancy pen set, pen and pencil set? No. I did once. Like I got like a cross set where you had to refill the ink in the pen. It was inside. It was a it was a fountain pen. I don't think it was the fountain pen where it does the. I'm de- mm-hmm. get, get used to that sound happening. You are really a fan episode. of that. I just like the. I know it's more cartoony, but I do like the idea that the pen can drink. I got it was some like fancy set, and you had ink cartridges, and when the mm-hmm. ink ran out, you had to replace the ink cartridge. Do you know how many times I had to replace the ink cartridge in that pen set? Um, like I'm gonna guess. Either a whole lot or very little. I'm going to say a whole lot. It probably needed it at some point, but I certainly didn't do it because I am used to using a pen until it is done and then throwing it the F out. (laughs) I was conditioned as a youth to do that. They're disposable pens that you use. I think there's the one of the larger questions here is, Mm -hmm. is there a huge advantage to a fountain pen? Or a quill that gives it, you know, outside of it's fancy. Is, is there a, and that, that, I don't think this disqualifies it, but mm-hmm. is there any, is there any huge edge to those means of, I have the quills right out. As soon as we could improve on the quill, we did. Yeah. I think, the, I mean, the quill is great for style points. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's great for a stage play. Yeah. You if have you are to doing, communicate that it's you're doing old. a Christmas carol. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, this took place in a time before cars. You can tell because they're using feathers to write. Yeah. It's not like people who write with quills now, probably 98% of them live in Brooklyn (laughs) and are just trying to, quote unquote, save a dying art form. Yeah. That being. I love that, though. Like, I love that vintage tactile, you know, like it makes writing important. You know what I mean? Does it? Like. I think it does. I think like there was something really cool at the Smithsonian in DC. They have the desk that Thomas Jefferson wrote the Declaration of Independence on. Mm-hmm. It's a little lap desk, a little wooden lap desk. And it's got sort of ink spill marks and like little like there's that sort of down and dirty tactile thing about a quill. And you think about like someone ink on their fingers. Like I think of that movie, the movie Shakespeare in Love, and you see him like and he sits down with his quill pen and like it's like writing porn, that movie, where it's just like super <laughs> close ups of a quill scratching on a piece of paper so there's something that i love about that 
actually gave that as a gift this year, a vintage. Uh, it goes along with like the wax seal on the envelope. You know what I mean? Like that really yeah. physical thing. And also shout out to late era quill pens being the reason that cursive was invented because as writing got uh, cursive and lowercase letters, because as writing, uh, as they figured out how to make the flow more smooth with a proper quill, it was easier to write more fluidly and faster. And to do that, uh, the invention of lowercase letters and cursive came about, which I think is pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Yeah, I like a quill. I love the look of a quill. But as pens go, like all of these that we've been talking about have all been improvements. You know what I mean? I feel like it's the difference between comparing uh, two tin cans with a string to an iPhone. I agree with you. I mean, it's I know it's romantic to think of the founding father or any important document Mm -hmm. that was handwritten throughout history. Mm -hmm. There's a romantic idea of like the ink spills. And I'm sure that that was real annoying. Yeah. But they were like, Thomas, (laughs) we need you to write a declaration of independence. But can you keep it neat? Because – we do not need ink everywhere. We're going to be reading this aloud to the British from a street in <laughs> Philly. So please just keep it neat. And meanwhile, he's like, oh, I got ink everywhere. Now, like how many versions of that did he have to crumple up and throw in the trash? Yeah. And do you Those think- are new drafts all over the floor, Mr. Franklin, to exactly. quote the American adventure at Epcot. <laughs> now, if you gave him, if you went back in time mm-hmm. and you gave him that pen where there are four buttons – for blue, green, oh, I'm red, sorry, and, and purple. Mean, where is it? Oh, I have one you in have, here. I know you have one. The greatest. It's the greatest pen of all time, in my opinion. The one that everybody got. Yes. In elementary school. Black, red, blue, and green. Do you yeah. think you'd given that to him? That he would have gone. No, I'm fine with this quill, dog. No, or he would have been like, "This is amazing." I didn't. Yeah. I, I. They did not have the option. So yeah. that is how you you wrote that way because that was the way you wrote. Well, there are romantic notions of all kinds of old timey things that we've improved upon. Like, you know what? Just hopping on a horse and riding the open range. No, man. No. Take a Hyundai Elantra. It's real hot out there. And an Elantra has cup holders and an air conditioner. And it, the seat is not punching you in the crotch repeatedly as you ride it. Exactly. You're going. Yeah. Unless and you, you know what? If there are roadside bandits, you can just lock the doors of your Elantra. That's right. And roll up the windows. Yeah. You get it. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. The window raider. <laughs> Something I invented. <sighs> Don't make me eat another one of these little pills <laughs> by Mark Gagliardi. <laughs> <laughs> That's your autobiography. <laughs> so I think the quill has got to be out. Yeah. Um, shout out to the quill. And I got to say, if the quill is out, like as far as things that we have improved upon, let's just work our way through history here. The quill is out, but what about the steel tip pen? That was the one that you still have to dip it in the ink, which is another metal quill. It's a metal quill. Yeah. The main thing about that is the historical value of that. It's also going to get eliminated, but I figure I should point out the historical Mm -hmm. value of that is that it was the first one that was mass produced. Mm -hmm. These little metal nibs and the channel inside that made it easier to dip. And then, uh, right. The ink sucker. Yeah. The paint sucker nibs. The paint Paint sucker. sucker Uh huh. Yeah. I love that movie. movie, That was the first time that pens became accessible to the masses. So that is one of the cool things about that. But it goes the way of the quill, I think, as things have gotten better. Let's talk about the fountain pen, though, because the next big step in that was the fountain pen. Yep, there you go. Fountain pens, while less practical, Mm -hmm. can 
be works of art. The actual pen itself. The tip is pretty. Yeah. The actual it pen itself. Mm-hmm. When the president signs a bill, you know, they always give him like 10 different pens because he gives them away to people as a. Uh, yeah, they're commemorative. Yeah. Each letter is sometimes written with a different pen. Yeah. They're not like they a, they're not like a big. You know what I mean? They're not. He's not giving them no, a click stick. I don't think they're fountain pens. Are they not? Fa- that, that's what I'm curious about. So. Are they just fancy White House pens? I don't think so. But the like gifting, the gifting pens that I always think of, like a, a nice pen in a box, like yeah, you know that like some executive is gonna. Ha- I don't know. I read the Sharper Image catalog way too much <laughs> in Sky Mall, and that was the thing you wanted was a ballpoint pen instead of that giant tennis bracket. <laughs> <laughs> the thing I really wanted was that chair. Oh man, there was I a store when I was a kid, and I don't think it was Sharper Image, but Sharper Image had nationalized that idea of having giant sized versions of smaller objects in your home. And there was a store like the crayon, saw, yeah, like a giant crayon or a giant tennis racket or a giant mm-hmm. tennis ball. And I saw a anything store. that they would have used as a prop in a game of props on whose line is it anyway, or as a prop in The Incredible Shrinking Woman, right. <laughs> There was a store I saw in New York. I, we passed it when I was a kid, and this had to be mid eighties. Mm-hmm. And that they sold giant things. That was all they did was sell things that were so big that the only reason that you would buy them is so that someone would cut. You had to invite somebody to your home <laughs> and make sure that they saw it. That it was somewhere where they would sure. see it either immediately or during a tour of your home. Then the moment that you paid way too much money for, which is them saying. How did you, what is this giant tennis racket? And the only answer you have is, oh, I bought it at a store in New York. <laughs> oh, do you like tennis? I do. Great. What's for dinner? That's the most you'll That's ever talk whole... about that giant racket, but that racket will be discussed. You did get on. to have a discussion about it. That's See, that's when you lie, Hal. When someone says, look at this giant racket, you say, yeah, and it was a pain getting it down that beanstalk. And then they go, wait, a beanstalk? And you go, yeah, did I not tell you? <laughs> and then you point to the golden harp in the corner with a face, mm. and the harp is like, what? Don't make me, do not do it. Do not do it. I'm not playing Paradise by the Dashboard Light again. It's a nine and a half minute song. You're like, come on, play Paradise by the Dashboard Light. And it's like, I don't even have all the instruments for that. I'm a harp. Why would you? There's no harp part in this song. And you're like, you know what? Be quiet, harp that sings. I'm going to go back over here and play with this giant's tennis racket that I stole. Meanwhile, that giant up in the clouds is not happy because you can't go to a big five sporting goods when you're already big. There's not a biggest five sporting goods. No. Well, up there, it's just five sporting goods. <laughs> like in Germany, a German chocolate cake is just a cake. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> or in, in Canada, they call that ham bacon. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it, it, I just it's very weird. So giant the sharper image. But that's the thing in sharper image that you look at. You look at that. You look at the chair that you hope to get a chance to sit in when. Sharper Image had stores, and we were yeah. going in stores. And when that jerk kid is done with it, who's been sitting in there yeah. for like a whole walk around the, with a Cinnabon, and he's still yeah, sitting you, in that chair. You're not carrying any stress in your lower back. You're too yeah. young. You're 11. Get up, Tyler. Yeah, get up. It's my time. I'm yeah. having a difficult day, and this is the only <laughs> thing I've looked forward to. <laughs> I'm 13. Yeah. I'm a big boy now. I'm practically a man, according to Judaism, and I need to sit down. 
these dogs are barking yeah. and my lower back is singing like that harp at that guy's house I went to that one time <laughs> that would not sing Paradise <laughs> by the Dashboard Light, but for some reason was was willing to sing Time in a Bottle when nobody asked. Yeah, no one requested Time in a Bottle. Big Croce fan. Yeah. I'm just picturing now a little Hal practicing his Hebrew at the Sharper Image store with like a printout in his hand sitting down and <laughs> And that was how I delivered it in the synagogue because that was the yeah. only way I knew it. Wait, I couldn't understand what that was, but I'm guessing that a bar mitzvah is when you sing, uh, she'll be coming around the mountain when she comes. Is that what that was? That's right. Yeah. You stand up in she'll front be of becoming all the Jews a woman when she comes. <laughs> she'll become a woman Jewish when she comes. <laughs> she'll become a Jewish woman. 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 At this bar mitzvah. <laughs> the theme is 19th century folk songs. <laughs> You know what many of those were written with? Steel tip nib pen. I was trying to bring us back. I was trying to bring us back. Steel tip nib pen. This is a very short episode, Mark. We have to pad it out with our personal lives and (laughs) memories of of massage Memories of the beanstalk. (laughs) Did you ever buy anything from a sharper image, by the way? Um, Yeah, I did. I always wanted to buy something in there, but I could never afford anything that was in there. Nothing. But I would get like... Whatever little weird gas. I think I bought like a laser. You know, like uh-huh. kids are like, hey, a laser. All right. Yeah. yeah I yeah. wish somebody in my family smoked. <laughs> Otherwise, it's just a green dot on the wall. <laughs> Let's talk about pens. That's why we're yeah. here. Sure. Kristen needs to know. So fountain pens. Fountain pens are, are, are we, let's weigh the value of a fountain pen which is its fanciness. It's also and the it's, next step. So so you yeah. got feather. Feather can suck, can hold the, the a little bit. <laughs> well, of, of the I thought end. you were just about to, in a really crass way, eliminate the feather pen from contention. <laughs> that's coming later. That's, that's the, <laughs> that's the, we got this nights. That's the first episode. Travis called it. It's oh coming. My God. But that, that can suck a little bit of pen into the holding area. You can hold a little bit, but you have to dip it. Yeah. And they've come up with a steel version. It's a little bit better mass produced because not everybody mm-hmm. has a giant bird that lives near them. Right. Then comes the fountain pen. Mm-hmm. And that's another step, too, because this pen, you don't have to constantly dip it. You dip it in. It drinks mm-hmm. up the ink and you have some ink for a little while and you have to do it again. But you still require ink. The, they the, all require ink. Right, but but we haven't gotten to the part where we freed ourselves from needing to bring right. like oh yeah you know what I have an idea I'm gonna write it down in my journal let me just find a tabletop where I can put this jar and right. then put my pen into it I have to carry I have to be carrying ink or I have to go oh this is really embarrassing but uh, before we sign this contract do you have an ink jar I didn't bring my I don't have an ink well with me it just feels like uh, you can buy. All of these things on Amazon now. Yeah. They're widely available. Sure. Still. But it still feels very niche. And it feels like to get that. Why am I doing this again? Because you're going vintage. Because you live in Brooklyn. And you you needed a new quill. And I'm, yeah, I'm going to ride my penny farthing down to the bespoke general store. Just take where the everybody Elantra, wears suspenders. Take the Elantra. 
There's bandits oh, in Brooklyn. Oh, yeah, I'm sure you'd love that. That's what everybody else does. I'm different. <laughs> I ride my unicycle and juggle my way to the store. Hey, I lived in Brooklyn. It wasn't all unicyclers. Some people have like really tricked out uh, adult big wheels. That's not a thing, but man, I wish that was a thing. Okay, so I think what we've done now is we've eliminated the old ones. And what we are faced with now is the real nitty gritty for best pen. Now we can talk about the way it feels, the different mechanics of this pen in your hands. Talking about the ones that are in wide use now, your cho- our choices pretty much for the ink itself are the ballpoint pen, which is the one invented in 1943 with the, yes. uh, the ball, the ubiquitous, uh, most disposable pens seem to be this, the cheapest ones. Then you've got gel pens, which are a gel ink, which is thinner and does not dry as quickly as the ballpoint. And then you have the roller ball, which is a gel ink, but with a ball on the tip of the pen. And that one, the big difference there is it does not have, this is the one I think you're thinking about. When you mention like scratching through the paper, that's the flat topped pilot pen that's got the little window on the side and you can see the ink inside it. Yeah, I hate those. A rollerball does not use a thin chamber on the inside. It's just like a reservoir of the ink inside. So those are the three, the three big ones, ballpoint, rollerball and gel are our three rollerball ones. I hate them. Why do you hate hate them them so much? I don't like the ink is too wet. Mm hmm. And the point is so sharp. It just feels like it's, I feel like I've ruined more paper with that (laughs) than I have with any other kind of pen. And I, I know it's supposed to be like, why are you writing so hard? You can write more gently. That's the thing. I don't, are you writing angry letters? No. I'm writing my patents for all my invention narrators. And do I get a little emotional about it? Yeah, but I'm passionate about my science. Sure, and your science of stealing. It. I get it. I get it. Hey, your, when your dreams, science, my friend, when your dreams become someone else's science, that is you, who really invented it. You know what? Who really invented flight? The Wright brothers or the kid that drew a boy with wings on his papyrus in the year 2000 BC? That person. Yeah, exactly. He's got the cocktail napkin. <laughs> He's got the proof. If he could t- travel through time, that's the thing. Like now it's a better time. This yeah. is when you make the good scratch right? because we're at a time where the inventions are happening quicker. So I don't know. I can come up with an idea and then somebody else will do it in like three weeks. And then bedtime for Bonzo. <laughs> you know what that means. You know what? Get in the time machine. You, Egyptian boy, come with me. Oh, nope. You just spilled ink all over that papyrus that you wrote. Never mind. Should have gotten a ballpoint. Ruined. Too bad. Also, I just sued the person who invented this time machine because I thought about time travel. <laughs> the timerator. The time. Yeah, it's called the timerator. You know that thing you do where where you do the handprints. Like I know that I'm a child. My hands are very small, but someday I will be very, very tall. Here are what my hands look like when I was just a kid. You can cry when you look at this, and then we'll lose it in a move. I on mine on the back. <laughs> I wrote the idea for time travel. Oh, that's so good. That's so specific that it has to be true. I think it's lost. I don't know if mine still exists. I think my mother made it for my father. I think it was a gift. Maybe he has it. If he doesn't have it, dad, if you don't have it and you're still listening to this podcast, number one, I hope you're listening to this podcast still. You know what? Do you have that thing? 
Why don't we take a break? You can call your pop, see if he's got the thing. And when we come back, now that we have narrowed it down, at least the type, the three main types of ink, we're going to choose one of those. We're going to choose an exterior and we're going to craft the perfect pen. We'll be right back. Hey, thanks for coming. Thank you. Thanks. These are real podcast listeners, not actors. We took the identifying marks off this podcast. Just tell me your impressions. It's really sexy. My first thought is like, Radiolab? Definitely something popular. Yeah, really popular. A hit show. But funny, too. Like, does Tina Fey have a podcast? Or the Marx Brothers? Yeah, is this podcast Radiolab, but hosted by the Marx Brothers? And sexy, like Sade. It reminds me of Sade. Exactly. And they're all riding in a BMW. Close, but not quite. Take a look behind these panels. (gasps) Oh. And then watch this rocket blast off into space. Whoa. And there's the pies we made you. (laughs) Now, let's show you the podcast. Wow, it was Jordan Jesse Go. Jordan Jesse Go? Hold on. Whoa. Oh, my goodness. That was 514 J.D. Power & Associates Podcasting Awards. That was really scary. But compelling. I guess I should definitely subscribe to Jordan Jesse Go. Um, yeah, I'd say so. Jordan Jesse Go, a real podcast. We are so thrilled at your interest in attending Hieronymus Wiggenstaff's School for Heroism and Villainy. Wiggenstaff's beautiful campus boasts state-of-the-art facilities and instructors with real-world experience. We are also proud to say that our alumni have gone on to be professional heroes and villains in the most renowned kingdoms in the world. But of course, you are not applying to the main school, are you? You're applying for our sidekick and henchperson annex. You will still benefit from the school's amazing campus, and you'll have a lifetime of steady employment. Of course, there's no guarantee how long that lifetime will be. Join the McElroys as they return to Dungeons & Dragons with The Adventure Zone Graduation. Every other Thursday on Maximum Fun, or wherever podcasts are found. What did your dad say? Oh, he didn't answer. Why are we down to three? I thought we agreed that we both hate the rollerball. Did like we the roller agree ball? that we both hate the rollerball? Look, I'm like happy to ball? take – I don't love the rollerball. We can take the rollerball out. I think it is a battle between a gel pen and a ballpoint pen, and that feels like that feels like the heart of this question, right, is ballpoint sure. pen or gel pen. What do you generally lean toward? I'm a ballpoint pen kind of person. Yeah. I'm a no frills, like, give me, I don't mind a bunch of the blue, I think they're the blue Bic disposables, mm-hmm. where it's the solid blue plastic. I don't even need it to be the clear kind with the mm-hmm. sharper cap. The, oh, you can only buy them in a 10-pack one? Yeah. Yes, exactly. But I think ballpoints, I, I like a ballpoint pen. I don't think it's, I'm sure they will come up with a better one, and the gel pen is fine, but mm-hmm. I just, the ball pen is the pen of my youth. When I use a pen now... It is invariably going to be a ballpoint pen. So mm-hmm. that is the one that is in my heart. But sell me on the gel pen if you feel differently. I'm, I'm interested. Well, I'm open. Here's the thing. I love a gel pen. I have a, I have a pen that I do believe is the perfect pen. And I, I do actually like go digging for, you know, what. Is I, it a, 
Is it going to come out of a capsule that you're going to shove in your mouth? No, it's, it's in my, I'm going to put it in a capsule in my mouth. No, this is a 0.7 millimeter black gel ink pen from Zebra. Oh, yeah. uh, this is my favorite pen for me personally because I like a super skinny pen because it fits easier in my hand. Uh, I can stick it in a bag. Smooth action. I can fit it. If I have a spiral bound something, it's small enough that I can slide it into the spiral binding. But this pen, it writes... And I, this pen, along with most gel pens, I think, it writes beautifully. In fact, it leaves three times as much ink on the page as a ballpoint pen does, which is why a gel pen, it's usually the color is more rich and vibrant. And it's great for when you want your writing to be a thing. You know what I mean? Whether it's in a birthday card or a particular journal entry that you just like the way that, you know, that super rich ink feels on a page. My problem with it is that I write way more. I come up, I have way more mistakes with a gel pen because it flows so quickly and the gel is so easy to write with. My hand can write words so much faster and my brain cannot keep up. Right. So I wind up making mistakes in my writing a lot more when I use a gel pen. A ballpoint pen, there's a little bit more friction, and it's not as pretty. I'll say this. Ballpoint pen ink does not look as pretty on a page. Ballpoint pen ink, by the way, is uh, the reason it dries so much quicker is it is uh, dye inside alcohol. So it's alcohol-based with dye inside. That's what the ink's made of. Mm-hmm. Gel pen ink is dye inside a water-based ink. Okay. I don't know what makes it gel. Maybe that it flows better. I don't know. But it's water-based versus alcohol-based. And it does, you know, ballpoint pens get that sort of feel to them. Yes. It is a heavier action on a ballpoint pen. Yeah. There's an element to gel pen where you're so used to it's like having a car that doesn't have a lot of power and you're used to pressing the mm-hmm. pedal a certain amount. And then you get a rental car that has a lot more power and mm-hmm. pressing it the same amount makes the car go a lot faster. So you have to adjust to the control. But it also speaks to how accustomed you become to that ballpoint pen. That is the standard by which we write. So the gel pen, which feels relatively newer, maybe is 1980 is more recently ubiquitous. Because mm-hmm. we didn't get, you know, gel pens have been around for the majority of both of our lives, but mm-hmm. I didn't have gel pens as a kid or even all the way through high school. No, so, they, what they do is they mimic the look on the page of a fountain pen because they right. have that darker flow of ink. So it's it's the convenience of a carrying around a ballpoint pen with the style and look of a fountain pen. Right. So there's just an element of control. It doesn't mean that gel pens aren't necessarily better. I'm not saying mm-hmm. Because we're used to one, that makes it better than the other. But it is an interesting thing, and it's something I hadn't thought of. But, yeah, when I write with a gel pen, I'm like, this feels too fast. Yeah. I'm used to a very specific thing. But and it and looks I, so much prettier. My handwriting is chicken scratch at this point. Yeah. So. See, I like my handwriting. I have good penmanship, so I like my words on a page to look pretty. You mm-hmm. know? Sure. And I think that is what a gel pen has going for it. But, you know, arguably the purpose of writing is to spread ideas and civilization and not look at how pretty the letters themselves are. And if you can get more writing out there and more done, you know, that's a good thing. Do you think we're in a situation now where whatever the newest pen is, is by definition the best pen? Because as long as it's widely available, 
Mm-hmm. So it's promoting communications. It's widely available to everybody, but also it speeds up the writing process. Even if it's just a little bit that that is really the next step. And really a lot of most of the advancements in writing outside of the steel quill mm-hmm. or whatever that dumb pen was called that made it available to everybody. That's great. But everything mm-hmm. has been about more speed. Well, this one, you don't have to stop to carve out a new tip or a new nubbin or whatever. You well, more it. speed and also where you can use it. Because a ballpoint pen, sure. you can write with a ballpoint pen on anything. Right. But assuming you have the same piece of paper and they're mm-hmm. all writing on it, mm-hmm. you're 100% right. I don't, and I, I don't mean to completely discount that. But another thing, we're up to the point now, especially with the ballpoint pen forward, where we have mm-hmm. all of these pens can write on everything. We know it's not the quill right. or the steel tip pen that it's one of these. So everything has been about speed. Mm-hmm. So now... The ballpoint eliminates the need for an inkwell. The inkwell is built into the pen. When you're done, mm. you can either toss it out or they're ink cartridges. So right. those are, those are a little bit simpler and they last longer. Then you have the, the what was the other one? Ball tip? Rollerball. Rollerball. We eliminated that, the rollerball. That's yeah. The, and they were like, Oh, well, you know it. what? Sometimes you have to stumble before you run. We've been walking. This mm. one's a big misfire. Got to get rid of it. They're good for art. They can mm-hmm. be good for art, maybe, because yeah. they're a finer point. But then... Yeah, a rollerball can go down to 0.28 millimeters, which is crazy tiny. Yeah, those are I, those you might as well just stab yourself in the eye. That's <laughs> the, you, At that point, it's a weapon. It's not a writing utensil. Yeah. But also, another thing to point out is one of these better for the creation of art than the others. Yeah, I mean, arguably, the rollerball is better for art. But actually, there's a fourth that we haven't talked about a lot oh. that is used a lot in art that I forgot to mention, and that is the felt-tipped pen. The felt-tipped pen, which has been augmented to become what we know now as the modern marker mm-hmm. or the dry, like whether it's dry erase or the Crayola one that if you ever busted one of those open and it's got that big, thick, like big old cigarette filter down the middle full of uh, bright orange ink. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the felt tip pen became the marker. And that's that's another one that I think is the size variety that you can get with that is great. Like for art, I think the felt tip pen is the winner. I did a lot of superhero drawings with a felt tip pen, a black mm-hmm. felt tip pen. I think the most ubiquitous or the or the thing that we think of the most when it comes to felt tip pens is mm-hmm. the red felt tip pen, which is used to point out mistakes. Right. And used to grade our papers. That's what I think of when I think of it. I mean, are markers part of this or are they completely different? Markers are just big felt tip pens. Right. So, I mean, if mar- like is a Sharpie considered in this? Yeah, Sharpie is a felt tip pen. I mean, I love a Sharpie. I do love Sharpies a Sharpie. Sharpies have become a big part of our lives. Yes, they have. Like that has been a dr- Honestly, that was a dream to like have somebody want an autograph. Yeah. And then to have Sharpies. And then you have your with. kit. Like your Sharpie game is on point. Hal Lublin travels to conventions when we go to conventions with this. Yeah. Was it uh, Dana? that uh, Dana Snyder this, hit me. This, this like it's amazing little pencil case. Yeah, that unzips. It's a little little soft pencil case that unzips, and then you flip it down, and it's a little stand. So he has this like perfect little science kit ready to just reach in and pull out whichever metallic color of Sharpie he wants to yeah. use in that moment. They're incredible. My version is I sit down at the table and I go, "Hey, Hal, can I use your Sharpie?" <laughs> and then he goes, "Why? Why did you not bring Sharpies?" This I'm is that. Got it. I think it's up there somewhere. <laughs> yeah, it's up there. 
You're a gadget guy, though. You always have fantastic, uh, fantastic gadgets. And if you have a gadget in public, I will ask you about it. And yeah. if it's not too expensive, I will buy that gadget if it benefits me. Still, my favorite of the HAL gadgets is the hangy bag that wraps around the roller suitcase. That is genius. The sky roller? Is that what it's it called? It really is like you. It's sky roll. How did you not ever buy anything in a sharper image? Everything you own seems like it came from a sharper image. And that is one that my father had. And you know where you get those? Where? Men's warehouse. Really? Yes. There you go. You're going to love the way you travel. They guarantee it. <laughs> They're not even a sponsor. Come on, Hal. They should be. They should be. We're just going to try and sh- get sponsors. We're just going to start naming products that we want. Have you tried the new Apple Watch? Oh, Generation yes. 6. In fact, I just ordered a new MacBook Pro with an M1 processor chip, <laughs> which I had to do because this computer died during our trivia live stream. Oh, sure did, it really kill the, did it really kill the computer? I mean, the computer's fine. I'm on it now. Whatever, whatever it was was momentary, but it was scared me enough that I was like, all right, this computer is old enough that I'm going to get a new one and I'm going to buy, instead of just inheriting one from work mm-hmm. that is out of warranty, I'm going to get a new, my first new computer in six years. There you go. Hey, well, congratulations. It's a big moment. Thank you. Thank you. I'm very excited. You'll be able to tell when we switch because it'll be even higher quality than what you're hearing right now. I think this is very quality. high quality, admittedly. Are you talking about the sound of the microphone and everything or the quality of the banter and conversation? Both. I get better when the technology gets better. That's how I get my strength. All right. So we'll set the marker aside and the felt tip aside. We know that they're great for art or maybe we shouldn't set them. Maybe we shouldn't set them aside. They do bleed through, which is great for checks. No, for real. Isn't that like they, aren't they, don't they say sign a check with a felt tip pen so that somebody can't cover up your or augment your signature? I, it's very old timey. I've catch never me heard that. Era yeah. Are you an unsub? Are you the unsub that they're looking for? Ah, <laughs> uh, shout out criminal minds. But yeah, it feels like, look, I'm going to set it up at this point like this and tell me if you think this is valid. Okay. We have two binary choices. To create the perfect pen, which is gel or ballpoint and cap or click. So let's figure out our ink first, and then we're going to figure out cap or click, because I'm pretty sure that you and I have these same thoughts on that. Okay. Do we think, I I mean, I'm tending, I thought going into this that I was going to be 100% for the gel because it looks prettier and it writes more smoothly, but maybe there's a detriment to it writing that quickly. And also, it's not how pretty the letters are. It's what the words are saying that's important. Okay. And the fact that there are ballpoint pens in such easy use everywhere that anyone can write anything at any time. Yeah, it takes an extra drawn a little swirl on a piece of paper to get it started sometimes. Uh, and it's harder to write stuff on your hand with a ballpoint. <laughs> I think that the fact that it writes faster shouldn't be a negative thing. I think that should be a positive thing. Yeah, you're right. So I think it is the, the gel tip. Yeah. I look, I told you I prefer the gel tip. I, I, well, I showed you my favorite pen. Yes. And then when I was in Italy, I was on the hunt for a 0.7 millimeter black gel pen and found it. And that's just because that's what I prefer to write with. But yeah, do you think it's the gel? I, th- I mean, I'm happy to say it's the gel. I do think it's the gel. I was giving the ballpoint props for ubiquity and history. It had a great run, but I do think the gel is an improvement. I do too. All right. So this one feels easy. Cap or click? 
if you can't take your pen apart and then play with all the individual parts and then put it back together <laughs> in a situation where maybe you aren't being intellectually stimulated as much as you'd like to, then you've made a mistake in your life. How many little springs did you launch across a classroom? Oh, by mistake? Too many. <laughs> if one is too many, yeah. then already we're at too many. It's the uh, click pen, man. Yeah. A hundred percent. It's the yeah. click pen. So it's a gel click pen. It's a built-in fidget gadget. We are going to create a binding contract for this episode. Okay. That you all are required to sign. Great. And even if you don't sign it, you must abide by the decision because that is the implicit agreement that you are brought into every time that you listen to an episode of We Got This. But what if you sign, you must sign using a mechanical gel pen because yeah. it's the best. That's the best pen there is. Wait a minute. Mechanical oh, wait. Hold on what? a second. I know. I know you're just about. But what if she wasn't asking what's the best type of pen? It was just what's the best pen. And in that case. Well, no. The, it, is it the, it, is it the half blue, parens, half white? In parens, it said fountain pen ballpoint. So oh, we okay. were doing it properly. Did you just call him parens? Fun pen, but it's, it's what? Did you just call him parens? In parens. Is that a real yeah. phrase or did you just shorten parentheses because you're cool? In parens. Oh, I'm part of the cast of Fraser now. I hadn't told you. Ooh, delightful. I have to go through a bunch of wrong doors and just narrowly miss people. I'll be right back. <laughs> oh. That is a fun pen. That four color pen is fun, but you don't really use all the colors on it and it gets jammed up really easily and the ink goes out really quickly. That's fair. So it's fun in the way that a stuffed animal from the fair is fun. Of like, oh, this is a great memory of that time I was at the fair and already the styrofoam beads are pouring out of that hole in its neck. <laughs> so I guess I'll see you later, Stewie from Family Guy. We had a good run. <laughs> sure glad I won that ring toss. Yeah. By the way, asked and answered. I snuck it in there. Ah, I had nothing more to say. Nice. I had nothing yeah. more to say. Clicky gel pen. Get that clicky gel pen out. Get if it. you have something else to say, write it down. This topic is closed, but there are many more topics to discuss. So please reach out to us on Twitter or email us at we got this podcast at gmail.com or hey, join our Facebook group. That's at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash we got this podcast. Thank you to producer Ken Bloom, researcher Kate McManus, graphic designer Uri Kelman, and QA engineer Jen Alba. And of course, thanks to our musicians, Jonathan Dinerstein and Mike Furman for our score and theme song, respectively. And thanks to you, the people of the world, for giving us a chance to sit down and talk about something as seemingly boring as a pen where we can learn all kinds of fascinating things from history and maybe even climb a beanstalk or two. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. For Hal Lublin, I'm Mark Gagliardi. And for Mark Gagliardi, I'm Hal Lublin. Don't worry, everybody. We, we got, got this. We got this. I'm going to sit right down and write myself a letter. Oh, now he's doing drops. I'm going to write words so, so sweet. They're going to knock me off of my feet. A lot of kisses on the bottom. I'll be glad I got Is this part of the episode? MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.